Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. You learn art by methods that you don't know how you learn. You can't describe because your brain is capable of absorbing all kinds of information that is much too subtle to be translated into words. How do we get creative people? Couldn't we somehow pin this down and try and analyze and specify the factors which lead to creativity? Well, it's fun doing that. It's all right to analyze creativity and see if you can make any sense of it, but you won't. But that doesn't deny the fact that creativity exists and can indeed be stimulated. Creative people can stimulate creativity in others by osmosis, by exposure. Welcome everyone to another episode of Wonder Talk. Uh, I am here with a very special guest. Uh, this is Justin from Lit Gaming Arena. He has his own podcast amongst a lot of other things, but I would like to let him talk about that. So welcome, Justin. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I know that you, you know, just got off work, man. You know, it's uh, you know, we got our own things going on, juggling it all around. But uh, yeah, man, oh, I do yeah. appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the show, man. Yeah, there's uh, the, these days there's no such thing as like free time. It's all just it's <laughs> it's it's some form of work, no matter what I'm doing. But I mean, it's it's re- it's all rewarding. All the stuff that we do here is very rewarding to uh, be a part of. Oh, yeah, man, of course, dude. Uh, so I want to start off this episode and, and give you the opportunity to talk about your podcast and tell the listeners, you know, what it's about so they can check it out. And then we'll get into some other topics, though. So why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about Lit Gaming Arena? All right. So, well, Lit Gaming Arena is a podcast where we talk about basically everything involving video games. And I, I have, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit I have no business doing a video game podcast because I play not a ton of games, but <laughs> I am in the weeds with all the news. I love talking about video games. I talk about video games more than I actually play them. Um, I just, but I just, I consume <laughs> so much media surrounding video games and all like the, all the news, all the drama, all the, the layoffs, um, all that, all, all the good and the bad. And, but that's kind of where my role stops and then Marcus's role begins and and Marcus's um he just basically plays every game known to man so <laughs> um aside from like he's not a huge <laughs> PC gamer uh he's mostly console but he will play some PC games he's not much of like a, he won't he's he's not one for any of like the battle royale games he's really into story games he's into Nintendo games but he plays a 
ton of games. Nice. Right? Like right now, he's working his way through all the Borderlands games so that he can play Borderlands Three. He's also working through all the Gears of War games so he can play the next Gears of War that's coming out pretty soon. Um, and he's getting close to that. Ooh. That's kind of like been like the thing is he, he's 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 been putting off playing. Um, oh, what's that new game? Um, oh shoot, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Hmm. The, was it no, or, you know, he was getting that, I believe. But or... the, no, this is uh, the three houses cool. uh, Fire Emblem. Um, yeah, so he's been he's kind of been oh, putting yeah, yeah, that yeah. off. He hasn't gotten too far into that because he's been trying to finish these other games so that they can play the new ones when they come out. <laughs> but yeah, so he plays all the games. He talks about a lot of the stuff. Um, he's what we call the talent. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we have Frost, who is our, our basically she she run she was like she's in charge of all the business stuff <laughs> basically. Uh, I mean okay. we we um, <laughs> kind of run as a company ish, um, and she's been the one that kind of takes care of all the back end stuff. But she comes on the podcast so she can talk about all the games that she plays, and also she will talk about like any like internal news regarding ourselves um at one point we did actually have our own esports team so that's kind of she was uh she talked about that stuff but we currently don't have an esports team we're probably um probably not going to have one for a while at least until we get more kind of settled and then we can kind of start scouting out looking for a team that wants wants to run under our banner again but um but that was that was fun when we had it Right, right, man. I mean, esports is about to blow up. If not, it's already yeah. starting to. You know, it's just the 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 mainstream uh, attention is definitely oh, yeah. uh, bigger than it's ever been. But you know, like like you guys, it's it's like anybody. You know, you have these ideas, you start something, and the confidence builds, and you get excited, and and you want to do all these things. But like we were just talking about, we, you know, we all have different personal things that we have to handle, whether it's jobs or families or friends or whatever. Uh, so it's kind of hard to balance everything but you know i think you know if you take your time you guys are going to be able to do everything you guys are talking about doing and it's going to be awesome man because i literally since i've discovered you guys and started listening to your podcast um it's really impressive the production (laughs) i will say dude just the effects and just like the the banter and chemistry that you guys have uh, it's just fun. And, and we were talking before we actually press record about, you know, certain podcasts being longer and the length of those. But, you know, I honestly feel like certain conversations need to be for certain topics to really get fleshed out without just kind of running through it. Like, you know, all right, this is what I heard. Opinion, opinion. All right, moving on. You guys, you know, have more of this like personal uh, expression when it comes to what you guys are talking about. It's not just like, hey, here's the news and, and, and amongst all the other things you talk about. But, you know, in the day and age that we live in, it's 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 hard to it's not like you guys are breaking news or anybody's breaking news oh, yeah. these days. It's you know, already you get on just, Twitter. It's right there. It's more about it's more about adding your personal touch and uh, you know feelings on it. So I, I, I got to applaud you guys. Well, you guys you. do I a really, great job. I really that. appreciate the co- the compliments. Um, yeah, we we really uh, we really believe in flow of conversation. We really love to just add our own personal flair onto it and kind of the whole. Uh, I know it, one of our our friends in the past um, had made a comment about like 
how we, we derail the discussion a lot and we need to stay more focused. And I mean, both Marcus and I agree that no, we're like kind of that's what gives us the personality is the fact that we derail and talk about different things. It's, it's fleshing us out as presenters of the podcast. And um, that's just kind of right. how, how it is. And we, we love like having the, the conversation flow organically from point A to point B and um, if we don't get to something, then we, we don't get to it. We're not going to try to force something in just for the sake of covering it if, if we don't really get to it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we really focus on trying to get as much of it out as possible. And kind of one of the running kind of gags is that um, Frost hates the podcast and hates being on the podcast. Cause, and, and she kind of, she gave us some, <laughs> so she gave us another kind of little bit of that uh, when we recorded last night with Dave from, um, rated G for gamers because um, he was he was mentioning how they uh, they keep their podcast to about an hour hour and a half at most and I was like yeah we're we're on the opposite end we're like two and a half to three and a half hours <laughs> and and, uh, <laughs> and and she was like she said something along the lines of like well I told you guys to keep it to an hour I'm like yeah but there's too much to say I got too much to talk about <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, and that's really because look the way i look at it is that that anybody can talk about these things it's how you talk about these things it's it's almost exciting to see in like the show notes and the episode descriptions okay this is what you guys are going to talk about but you just never really know where it's going to go and what's going to get brought up and i think that's what adds flavor and personality to a show like that and it makes it even more entertaining because it's not so cut and dry it's not just here's the news about sony here's this it's more of like here's that here's our personal feelings about it but then what what jogs our memory or or what comes to our minds when we talk about these things and and let's just talk about that because why not this is the thing about podcasts that i've always enjoyed is um you know it's it, it reminds me of your uh natural conversations that we used to have without distractions without you know the stop and go and uh, you know we all have busy schedules so there's something about putting in some earbuds or or even just listening to a podcast however you do and um feeling like you're a part of a conversation even though you're not there and 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 you get to know these people like they almost become your friends without even meeting them and it's uh i think that's when you do a good job that's that's how you know you're doing the right thing uh because news it's out there i mean uh it's hard to cover everything i've i've felt that whenever i did wonder news that you know i shouldn't force things out there that i can't cover because i don't have the knowledge or interest really but i know it's it's trending or it's hot at the moment um but that's why i've taken a step back and and kind of pointed at least to other podcasters or creators that yeah do know what they're talking about when it comes to certain things and just kind of go hey i can't explain this but go listen to them yeah. go watch this you know because it, it's just you want to do it all you want to cover it all um, and, and just like you were saying, that's actually a really relatable thing is, um, there's, there's so many good games out there, just like there's so many good movies and television shows, and they're all at our fingertips at all the time. Yeah. Um, but you just don't have the time. I don't play half of the games I end up talking about, but I enjoy the culture. I enjoy just talking about gaming and, and everything that we, uh, discuss, you know, on the podcast with other people or just seeing it on social media and stuff like that. It's just what I would talk about with my friends. Uh, even though I don't get to play Fire Emblem yeah. or, or whatever the latest game 
game is, I still like to hear about it. I like to, you know, listen to people talk about it. And if they enjoy it, you know, it, it, it kind of goes on my list. It's like, ah, I'll get to that. But now I know that, you know, people talked highly yeah. about, you and know, such kinda, and such That's game, sort of so. how I, um, like, Let's Plays kind of took the place of that for me for a long time where it's if it, it was mm. a game that let's say i didn't think i was going to get around to actually playing and i mean it would take a lot more time to play the game than to watch somebody do a let's play and just edit edit it down to a consumable maybe an hour for the game because they just cut all the extra bits off and i did that a lot i would just watch watch someone else play the game and i know that doesn't really replace playing it and isn't nearly as rewarding but it is fun because you are watching somebody else play it with their own takes and their their own opinions on it and i really enjoyed that but even that like mm -hmm. there, there's so much content out there that like it, i almost have to choose like when i get to like the point of the day where i can actually maybe do something that's more in, in the lines of entertainment i can i can choose between play a video game so i can talk about it on the podcast or I can watch a movie or a TV show or I can watch YouTube. It's like never any, it's, it, it's definitely not like we're, let's say <laughs> like my parents' generation, they come home and they'll cook dinner and then it's just like TV the rest of the night. And that's, it's, it's one thing yeah. where I think like our generation is so much different than um, the previous generations because we have so much available to us that we can do. And we aren't just kind of stuck into this whole idea of coming home and just watching TV. Like there's coming home and I'm just like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter all day, which is probably not good for like work, but, <laughs> um, that's, that's just kind of, it's, it's almost the way society has gone. Like you're, you're always on social media, whether you're at work or at home, um, whether it's good or bad for your, uh, mental state is kind of a toss up these days. Um, but I've always felt right. like it's one thing that my parents back in the day always like admonished me for was, um, like always being on the computer, always playing video games, but they would just be fine with just sitting down and watching TV. And I'm like, I'm like interacting with people. I'm building things here. I'm like doing like all sorts of cool things that like you guys never could do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And most of the time for them, it wasn't even like watching just TV. It was whatever was on TV. Yeah. They had no other choice. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's Wednesday night. The show's on. We got to exactly. sit down and watch it. Nowadays, it's like you have unlimited choices. Like I kind of, you know, as a kid growing up, I, I was always told that, you know, I never was bored, you know, using my imagination or whatever, I could do whatever and find a way to entertain myself. But now it's like you have all these apps and all these oh, ways yeah. to connect and gaming, you know, was always um, shunned for being this like isolated, uh, you know, hobby or event that you would, you know, partake in. But now it's such a social thing, yeah. even when it comes to streaming, like you, we were talking about streaming uh, before recording and how it's all about the interaction. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about being able to poke and, and, and get a poke back, you know, and uh, you just don't get that in uh, really any other medium most of the time. So Yeah, and there's, there's like a there's a radio station here locally that kind of they've 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 almost like adopted that whole idea without meaning to. Um, so they they do like a morning show every morning um from like six to ten and they have their own app with a chat room um so what? that you can yeah and like you i've never like i mean i thought that for sure this would be like a thing in bigger cities and like even like everybody else is like there's like nothing else like this out there where 
I and I only just realized it was exactly like Twitch streaming, just audio only the other day, where they they basically they they do the whole morning show and they have this chat app and in instead of like having people call in to the show and talking on the air, mm-hmm. like they have this app and the um the the hosts will just like read comments from the app and they interact with the people on the app exactly the same way that a Twitch streamer interacts with the chat and on Twitch. And wow. it's like the coolest thing. Um, I've never ha- experienced anything else like that. And I participate in that all the time. Like I've become friends with the hosts of the show bec- through it. And it's it's something really awesome. unique that I've you, you don't see that anywhere. Like they've they've adopted like the future of of the Internet <laughs> and nobody else has like come even close. Like I just saw the. He he mentioned like just this week that he was um, heard from one of his friends living in a bigger city being excited about um, that their local morning show just adopted uh, like text messaging where you could text into the show. And he's like, we've had an app for like five years. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really cool, man. That's unique. And and, and it's not that it's super unique, but for for that medium to do it, you know, to adopt that, to kind of merge where radio in a lot of ways is struggling uh, because you have satellite radio out there. uh, But that also struggles, too, because you have to pay subscriptions for that kind of stuff. And that's why podcasts, I think, have kind of filled that void for a lot of people who enjoy a auditorial experience like that and um you know with podcasts though like you can get them at any time and that's something about the day and age that we live in but if you do have something that is at a set time you almost need to have some way to interact like streamers with their chat and like this radio station doing that because it, it almost motivates viewers or listeners to come in at that specific time because you know that you can be a part of this community and you can and you can interact and you can say hey what's up and that person on the other side is going to say Oh, oh, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hope you're having a good day. And you can build this relationship with a complete stranger, which in times before, it was it, it, there was no way to do it like we do it today. And I think we kind of take that for granted because it's just yeah. – it's happened almost like yeah. – weirdly weirdly naturally in a, in a way like just some of the people that we even interact on uh on twitter with and stuff like never met probably never have spoken real words like this is our first like verbal conversation yeah. but <laughs> we've we've interacted before and and it's because of platforms like that and um yeah it's it's really cool like when used the right way it can be a beautiful thing and for businesses and platforms that are struggling with this new generation to adopt ideas like that will definitely just help them, you know, prosper in the future, I think. So that's oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah, and these guys, they just totally nailed it. I mean, they're like, the, now they're, they're the biggest talk show in the in the morning uh, in this nice. in our city. And I've lived in other cities and no one else has a radio station presence like this. It's almost all syndicated shows um, that are like, like I guess, like the Elvis Duran show. They'll have stuff like that. Um, and there's like no actual morning, like local morning show. And like these guys are local and um, everything they do, they bring up local businesses to talk about like wh- who they're advertising with and all that. And nice. they have like people come up to the studio and like you get a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of value to be had listening to their show. And I feel like if I don't like I've I've spent like basically until recently the last couple months um not being able to listen to them because the truck I had been using was in the shop for a while. 
um, for mm. work, and the other truck didn't have a radio in it, so I couldn't. I could use the app and listen because they have like the whole uh, streaming and everything, but I I can't really afford to use that much data to listen to a four hour radio show every day. Um, <laughs> right, plus, right. like cell phone signal being where I go, not not is not great. So. Um, yeah, I wasn't really hit or miss. I wasn't ever really able to listen to them for like the last couple months and now I'm finally back listening to them again. I was like I feel like I'm at home again because I <laughs> I felt like if I don't listen to their show I live under a rock because I don't know anything what's going on in the community um just because like even with like liking local pages and local businesses on Facebook and stuff. Like I don't see any of their posts on Facebook. I have to like go out of my way to find out what's going on locally. So it is kind of nice to have mm. something local that tells you what's going on and what's happening, what's new. And it, and it's all just right there rather than me having to search it out on Facebook and kind of hope that Facebook gives me or shows me what I, I should, I want to see. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. Um, I think we all long to be a part of a community of some sense. And even in your own hometowns or wherever you live, sometimes it just feels like you are just living with a bunch of strangers. Like yeah. you, you, you share the same roads and the same buildings and yeah. stuff, but you really don't know who these people are. Um, whenever you can uh, become a part of something that's bigger than yourself, it makes you feel good. And I think like the way that we've been interacting on Twitter uh, the way that we interact with people who listen to the podcast or anything that we've, you know, it, it's it's like, to me, mind-blowing because I interact with you guys more than I interact with, like, friends and family that I know. <laughs> but but each day and every, and every time that I do, I feel like there's a connection that's that's forming. And, and you can get that when you have certain mediums that, that are available like this. And I think, like... Depending on your area and depending on like your mobile plan and stuff, I think data is becoming more accessible, um, and and that's why things like podcasts, I think, over video strive because it doesn't require as much data. Yeah. But you know, if you if you listen to something that's like three four hours long, you know, over time that's going to definitely add up. But yeah. With that being said, three hours of audio compared to three hours of video, you know, it's it's definitely uh, easier on the data and the wallet. But um, you know, it's it makes it it's it's such a personable experience now, and I think that's something that I've really found encouraging about all the uh, podcasts that we interact with, because um, it, it, you start to feel this sense of community and support um, that you know. It's it's kind of hard to find day to day sometimes with everybody as you be, you get older you everybody has different schedules oh, yeah. everybody has different things to do um, so it's cool like podcast probably for you and like I uh, gives me a reason to connect with people like friends and and and, and strangers uh, that you know it gives me a, an excuse to sit down at least once or twice a week to do that and um, you know it's hard to fit that in in your regular daily life. So yeah. And yeah, like with podcasts, like I'm able to download those like the night before and that way they're just on my phone and I don't have to use oh, yeah. data and all that. So, um, I just have like the, the app I use just automatically downloads the next episodes on in the queue and, um, just adds them to the playlist. So I have like 
anywhere from like 15 to 20 hours worth of podcasts on my phone at any time that I can just listen to. Nice. Um, nice. Plus, every once in a while, I'll listen to music, too. So it kind of takes away some from podcast time. But I mean, I can't. I can't live my life listening to like ten hours of podcasts a day. I gotta listen to music <laughs> at some point. You gotta switch it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, the, the the podcasts are great because I, anytime I listen to a podcast to, that I like, I I'll seek out the community they have and I'll go and interact with other fans of that podcast. And I end up I I always end up being a part of the community for whatever podcast I listen to. So it's that's always a fun fun thing to be a part of, no matter what. Of course, definitely. And you know, you're talking about music and podcasts. Like that's kind of why I've liked the push of Spotify uh, with merging those two. Because if you use Apple Podcasts, that's all you get is podcasts. But with Spotify, you know, you have your podcasts and then you have your music. So uh, I kind of like that merger. I hope we get more of that from other platforms. But yeah, I thought I that was why. interesting because um, yeah. like so Apple, like iTunes used to just be it was music and podcasts. And they only re- they recently made that decision to separate the podcasts from their music. And Google did the same thing, too. They had they started adding podcasts to Google Play Music and they separated that out. Now it's just music and just podcasts in its own app. I wonder what the motive is. Like, is that a marketing scheme? Is that just a strategy where you can just split up? It's like if Walmart were to start splitting up its store and just go, okay, which they kind of have. Yeah. They have those Walmarts that are only grocery yeah. stores. And so I think, I, the, uh, I think the idea is that um, I think people who listen to podcasts maybe listen to them in a different, like a different way. They consume it, the media differently than if they listen to um like music, music because like when you yeah. when you listen to a podcast it's something where like let's it's maybe there's a there's something new at, at least every week maybe once a month maybe every other week but there's always there's constantly new stuff being added to that list of content that that person's putting out versus music it's like maybe once in a while maybe once every couple months they'll put out a new single or something so i feel like mm-hmm. the back end almost has to be completely different to cater to someone that's that something that someone's constantly putting new content on to be consumed rather than uh music groups that are putting on stuff every once in a while right and then like well um well no go ahead go ahead so so like um people listening to podcasts like a lot of times it's just they're just listening from episode to episode or they're listening to multiple different podcasts whereas uh someone who's listening to music will be wanting to make playlists to listen to um a certain playlist for their drive or something like that i I just feel Mm. like there's there's uh there's different listening styles between music and podcasts i feel yeah i agree i agree and i was gonna ask you uh just talking about music do you find yourself listening to an album or do you like to make your own playlist and uh if so um do you think that comes from that generation of ours where we like to burn playlists on cds or even limewire and stuff like that do you think we're just used to kind of creating our own musical listening experience instead of just putting in one artist at a time yeah, I think kind of part of that is is like definitely our generation from like the me growing up like in element I think it was like yeah, it was elementary school when Napster was introduced and 
we went crazy with the Napster stuff <laughs> and yeah. like, that dial-up download speeds and the phone ringing Ooh. and interrupting. I I was never able <laughs> like one of the songs I always wanted to have, I could never get because it was too too long and too big of a file. Was uh, Albuquerque by Weird Al? It was, oh my gosh! <laughs> what, what what kept happening? Like just, just like, uh, somebody kept calling in. It, it just kept failing because it was just too long and like the <sighs> so the connection would time out or something. So I was never able, never able to get it back then. Um, but I, I did actually see him live the other day. That was a really fun concert. But he didn't play what? didn't play Albuquerque though. That's the one I was hoping you'd play. <laughs> <laughs> Where, so you saw him literally like this week or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he had a concert here on uh, Sunday um, that we had oh my we bought gosh. tickets for. It was a good time. <laughs> How was that, man? Tell me oh, about that. Oh, it was that. so good. He, I mean, he, you could tell like he, it's 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 almost like he's in like autopilot doing the show. Which I don't I'll say is a, is it's not quite a bad thing, but it was just kind of funny because he was just like, you could tell that like he just like he has everything down to like a science of what to do how how long to go i mean the concert was literally mm-hmm. like he 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 played up until 10 o'clock and then it was like it was time to call it quits versus like we, we we went to foo fighters uh, uh a couple years ago and they literally like played up until like midnight or later <laughs> we didn't stay through the whole encore because we were just dying <laughs> Oh, who who do you think is the the next Weird Al, or who is the current Weird uh, Weird Al? You know, because you don't really see many artists that kind of fit that um, humor slash. You know, oh like Lil Dicky is a rapper that I, yeah, you probably Dickie have heard of. It's not similar, but like he can, I feel like he's a, he's still like he's kind of fun. He's kind of funny, but he is also serious. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's Weird really Al. hard to. I guess Psycho Stick is still kind of silly, and they're around. But I don't know if anybody can re- really fills the the same shoes as that Weird Al. Yeah, um, I don't like. There aren't very many people doing like parodies still like him. <laughs> yeah, you get some like YouTubers and different, you know, yeah. but n- nothing like a an actual serious artist like he was. I mean, he was serious as far as like making the music. Was it funny? Yes. Yeah. But it was like something that he took serious. He had a passion for it. Yeah. And, uh, and he has a passion that's for why he's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let me ask you this, man, um, because, you know, we've been talking about gaming. We've been talking about podcasts and that's what lit gaming arena is. What led to that? What, what motivated you to get started with this? Was it, were you listening to podcasts and going, you know what, let me start one of these and talk about gaming. Or was it like, how, how did that, you know, lead up to you actually starting the podcast. So the the idea was that um, I, I actually wasn't originally part of the project at first. Um, it was so Lit Gaming Arena originally was started because um, my brother in law wanted to um, start a company so that he could open an esports bar in the Denver area. Ooh, and cool. this was kind of something that I, he, he kind of started talking about how he wanted to do a kind of online media and stuff with it too. And I had always wanted to start a podcast and he mentioned that he wanted to do like a podcast network. And I was just like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, sign me up. I'm on board. I want to, I'll be, I'll be the head of the podcast stuff. Um, hey. and I had, before that I had, I had just found a set of like, uh, someone was selling some used mics and a mixer for like 300 bucks and um 
and it was a pretty good deal. So I went and got, I had gotten that. I already had all that equipment. And then I heard, then I heard that his whole, he wanted to have like the podcast. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. I can just start doing the podcast now because um, it just seems like everybody's starting a podcast. And I'm just like, I got to do a podcast before it's too late. <laughs> um, <laughs> because there's like local businesses in town, like they were starting podcasts of their own. Just like the owner of the business is like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast now. And I'm like, geez, if everyone's doing a podcast, I like, I got to just bite the bullet and buy myself some mics and and do it. (laughs) And, um, the host of the radio show that I was listening to, like even told me, he's just like, just do it, do it. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm doing it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we, so we, we got started. We, we, I kind of got the idea of what, what we were going to do. We finally set up like a recording date, and then kind of with some other people that were part of the project that kind of didn't work out so well and they kind of um last minute didn't uh want to do it so we yeah um so yeah so like that stuff fell through initially but at the same time i had been talking to marcus and i was just like hey we're going to be doing a video game podcast do you just want to be a part of it and he was just like sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and it's uh, the, we've been kind of joking around with him for a while it's like because the, the way we talk with each other and like uh yeah, like him and uh like all of our group of friends we always kind of joke it's like man we should just start a podcast and we never really did and and we didn't it was it's kind of hard to kind of talk about it in a way because some people wanted some of us wanted to do it some of us were like oh yeah i don't know about that and but i i asked marcus if he wanted to 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 just come up and talk about video games and he was just like yeah i mean i'm gonna talk about video games regardless so i might as well record it <laughs> yeah exactly um, right so yeah he's like i'm so it was like kind of win-win for him because he had said that like if like uh he 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 likes doing the podcast but he said like if he was like in charge of having to edit and do all the social media he wouldn't do any of that stuff because that's just like not his deal like that's not what he likes to do um he just right. likes he just likes to talk about video games and so it's it's basically the perfect fit because um that's what i do is all the social media and all the the editing and and the um graphics and all that fun stuff is uh it's basically all me um aside i did not create the logo for lga that's the thing i'm very bad at is creating logos but i can do other visuals <laughs> i feel you i feel you but yeah, well, so we got no, that we got that going, and we it it we finally we figured out like we could use Anchor because it's free, and we can just start uploading files to Anchor, and then we can just kind of figure out our own hosting solution later on, and that really helped us out to just really get off the ground. And nice. Um, we didn't even like it, one of the funny things too is I hear the advice I hear the most for podcasts is record one or two episodes and throw them away, and then start your podcast. And we, so we tried, we did that. We were, we recorded and I listened back to the whole episode. I'm like, you know, this is actually a good episode. I don't think we have to throw this away. (laughs) So we just posted it and it's just been off to the races ever since. Nice. I'm glad you did, man. I am. Uh, And it's cool to just uh, hear the origins. It's like a superhero origin story, man. It's, it's, it's just interesting because uh, we all, figure out our own ways of how we get started and oh, yeah. uh, 
you never really get that opportunity to sit down and ask somebody like, how did you get into this? And and some people who listen want to know because they might be debating um, starting something themselves. So even if it's not a podcast, they can still just kind of hear what the process was for them to get, you know, for you to get started. Um, what do you think the future of podcasting in general is and for, for your podcast? Uh, well, I think in general podcasting, I mean, it's only really uphill from here. Um, there's just, it's been growing constantly. Um, I've been like a listener of pod. I've been listening to, let's see. I started listening to podcasts back in around 2012. Um, oh, wow. So I've been listening to podcasts for a while. Um, I mean, Giant Bomb was one of the first I've ever listened to that and uh, Bill Burr's podcast. Um, oh, he, good, good he's one. He's been doing that podcast since 2008 or no, 2007. Oh, what? 2007. What? Yeah. You know how he used to do that podcast? Is Because he, he doesn't know anything about technology. He's not a technology oriented <laughs> person. Right. Um, and his buddy set, set up this whole thing and it actually originated through um google um there's a service google offered where you could call a number and leave like uh it was so it was essentially just through google voice but there's some other method i can't remember exactly what it was but it was a thing where he would just call this number and he would just base essentially he would just leave like an hour long voicemail <laughs> and then his buddy would post that on the internet and that would be the podcast and that's how we, that's, awesome. that's how he recorded those early episodes for at least the first year or two, I think. And then after that, Man, he, he's a funny guy. Yeah, dude. he's hilarious. I I love his podcast. It's one of the few that I still listen to to this day. <laughs> I mean, I started. Yeah, I, can, I listened to like WTF, and I listened to the Nerdist, and there was a couple others I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, I kind of fell off of those because I just felt like I got a little bored with the, the presenters. Really, um, it just felt like um, <clears throat> what, uh, what's his name, Chris uh, Hart, Hardwick? Yeah, yeah Chris yeah. Hart. I, I felt like his thing was kind of kind of got old after a while. Like, oh yeah, we're Hey, we we started the podcast and without telling you <laughs> we're so funny <laughs> I, 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 and he he's not the best like interviewer for some of those those things that and it drove me yeah. kind of crazy to listen to it. like I, I and same thing with like um WTF though I think the thing that annoyed me with the Mark Marin podcast was that um the title of the um the title of the podcast would show like kind of the main guest but he would also have like sometimes a second guest or or something else in the middle of the podcast but it wouldn't be in the title so it'd be like you would have to listen to the podcast to know that the person was in there so it'd be like backdoor like interviews like i didn't know this person was going to be in this what? podcast and it wasn't in the title of the podcast so you never knew unless like maybe you read the description but um if you're like listening like me where i'm on the road and it just automatically goes from episode to episode like the description is something i never see on a podcast yeah same here why Why do you think he did it that way or does it that way honestly i don't know it just seemed it seemed really absurd to me <laughs> that he would yeah. do it that way where it's just like there just be these backdoor interviews like at the or sometimes at the end of his podcast there just be like an extra like oh yeah i recorded this bit with this person and we just kind of went at it and i was like that is really strange um I did discover the Sporkful through his podcast. Are you familiar with that one? I am not. So please so, uh, enlighten me. <laughs> and I, honestly, I didn't, and this is another one I kind of fell off the bandwagon with because I got to a point where I was listening to too many podcasts. Because back then, I like 
like I said earlier, I can listen to about 10 hours of podcasts a day. Back then I had maybe 10 hours a week um, because of just different Golly. different jobs <laughs> allowed me, afford right. me different opportunities. Um, so, <laughs> um, so this podcast um, is by uh, a guy by the name Dan Pashman, who is his this show is actually a um npr show um and he would it would i think there is a video component on and uh for for or maybe it's not is it npr i can't remember if it's no it might be um oh shoot pbs maybe it's one of those okay it's it's either it's one of those it's a it's a publicly funded thing there might be a video component um but he uh his his whole thing is he just has opinions about food. And he just talks about food with people, <laughs> and he'll have interviews with uh, chefs, or he'll have interviews with uh, comedians or or actors and stuff like that. And he'll go to different restaurants and try out different foods, and and he'll talk to the owners of the restaurants and talk about like his his ideas with food. He had really strange ideas, and um, I discovered <laughs> I discovered him through. Um, WTF because uh, Mark him and Mark Marin used to be on Radio America together and they oh, argued about okay. food all the time on that and so he got him on his podcast and the, the whole episode just devolved into them arguing about food again and <laughs> it was like the most hilarious thing ever and that's kind of what I was hoping to get out of his podcast but like um, the only person that ever challenged him on his ideas was Mark Marin. Everybody else was just like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of weird and crazy." Yeah, like no one, <laughs> no one challenged him. And I was that was another reason where I I was like, "God, I've got to start my own podcast." Because I I originally my first idea for a podcast is I wanted to um, do a podcast called Strong Opinions, but spell it S uh, S T W O R N G. So it's Ooh. it's strong, but it looks like there's the word wrong is in the middle of it too. That's that's clever. I like um, that. And basically, it was just going to be me just talking about my my opinions that may or may not be wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I I couldn't really figure out like I I didn't have any co-host to to really do that with at um and and uh, I didn't want to just do it by myself. So I didn't want to just be right. shouting into the void by myself doing this talking about my opinions <laughs> because the whole thing was like. What inspired me was was that inter- that that whole WTF episode with Dan Pashman and um, Mark Marin just going at it, going at each other over food, <laughs> just something so oh, so yeah. trivial and so petty, and that's something that like uh, always happens to me in real life is I just get in arguments over something dumb like food, and it's I was just like <laughs> I gotta find a way to record this, but now it's just like I I got so many like the the say what's the saying um too many irons in in the fire and basically the my whole fire is just full of irons <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh man. yeah i mean between like the, the you got i got the podcast i mean social media got the work we got um i mean family life uh housework yep. that like de- definitely ends up <laughs> taking a back seat to the podcast a lot <laughs> um then we then I have like I do like the graphic stuff, so I'm still working on like the stream overlays and stuff. I got like kind of the very oh, minimal okay. stuff, and then on top of all that, I I, I do music too. So um, oh my gosh, all bro. the all the music on our podcast is composed by me. Um, what I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really flaunt it that much, but um, 
I am starting kind of a new thing uh, called Jefferson Rift. Um, that and that's kind of like my own personal music project, and I'm just okay, just barely getting started on that. Um, but it should be fun. <laughs> now, now, Justin, we're saying you're like me in a lot of ways, like a jack of all trades, or or do you just like constantly like challenging <laughs> yourself and learning about new things and seeing what you can do and what you can't do? Like, where 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 does this come from? Because you got some people who like to just stay in one lane, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, they really hyper focus on this one thing. Um, but I feel like there's opportunities now to to learn and teach yourself how to do other things and and experiment with different you know things that you may or may not have known that you could do so where do you think that really comes from just this wanting to do all these different things all at once especially i think a lot of it just kind of comes down to like i've always been someone who's been really independent as far as uh creation and the creative Mm. process um I a lot of this really stems back to my days of being like in middle school and high school playing PC games and playing games like Freelancer and um, Halo PC and getting involved in the modding scene in that. And I got really involved with that and became friends with like a lot of the, the people that were in that community and the people that ran the websites. And uh, some of my best friends that I still talk to to this day are from uh, those types of communities. Um, and that's just kind of been, been a thing that I've always just like, instead of trying to depend on other people for a certain work, I just go out and I, I learn to do it the best way that I can. And only, only recently have I started kind of branching out and being like, okay, I need someone else to do something like this. So I'll actually pay someone else to do some work for me and kind of delegate that process a little bit. Like, um, the initial logo that I had created for the Jefferson Rift project, I just paid someone else to do it. Cause I'm like, I need to start the social media, but I don't want to start the social media without a logo. And if I do a logo, it's going to take <laughs> me like three weeks to ha- mm. make the time to do it. So I just got to get it off the ground. Well, it's kind of like with your friend <laughs> who, you know, with some things you just want to do a certain part of it. Like he just wants to talk about the games and with yeah. the music thing, you're probably like, I just want to focus on making this music. Like, you know, I could do these other things, but like you said, it might take some time. But let me ask you this, man. Do you have any tips yeah. or any lessons that you've learned with taking on so many different projects and tasks at one time? Have you, how do you avoid overwhelming yourself or stretching yourself uh, thin with balancing life in, in general too? Because it seems like you're, you're doing a lot of different things uh, on top of what most people do in their daily lives too. uh uh first thing a lot of caffeine um uh i will i'll be the first person to admit i don't get enough sleep i really like i'm borderline three four maybe five hours of sleep a night for me um it's just i'm i'm constantly doing stuff and that's kind of the way you almost have to be to really make things work out is it's like you you got to devote a lot of time to it whether i mean and sometimes it doesn't feel like work exactly it's just kind of like like i'm just sitting on the couch and i'm interacting with people on twitter and facebook and and all that stuff so it's like it's not like i'm physically working but like i am kind of just hanging out watching tv and interacting on twitter so it's still i'm still getting some stuff done um as for like kind of like juggling all these different projects i try to set like 
days, certain days for things. So like our, our regular recording day is um, Thursday that we record our podcast on. Um, and then um, we stream on Monday for um, for Frost and Salty. They, they stream on Mondays, which for me is the the process for me is i just get them set up i get all the equipment going i get the stream running and then they just play their stream and i'll kind of look at chat every now and then but that's usually one of the points where i'm able to um just kind of do my own personal work and that's where i'll work on music myself or um graphics mm-hmm. or whatever um sunday is kind of the same deal because that's when they they record their podcast um and a lot of this happens after our kids go to bed. So like anything before that is like, maybe like the only thing I'm able to do is right. the social media stuff. Cause the kids are, the kids are awake. <laughs> I can't get any stuff out. And, and, and sorry. So we got to pay attention to the kids cause you know, <laughs> right, they're kids. Right. So, so, um, it, it, but eventually someday they'll be able to be part of that process, which I think definitely. will be really cool. Um, so, so that, that's kind of like, those are like the the main days but then like every other day is like it's like friday saturday we try to we try to do something where we'll go to a movie or we'll go hang out with friends um so that we can kind of get some sort of leisure in and not feel like we're always working um and then like so that basically leaves me with like tuesday wednesday (laughs) to do every anything else and so i'll i'll just kind of figure like whatever i need to do that's more urgent i'll kind of work on tuesday or wednesdays um and that's kind of how that's yeah. worked out for so me it's, so it's basically far. just like staying organized uh setting aside specific times yeah. for certain things and just you know keeping a really good balance I, I the thing that i've been trying to do is find that healthy balance because I, i'm like you with the sleep thing uh and 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 it's really like yeah. you're you're talking about it's not like it's like physical even mental work a lot of the time it's just like enjoyment you're just kind of multitasking sometimes and and you know honestly lately it's just been it's been exciting because things are kind of like picking oh, yeah. up and this flow is starting to happen so yeah you know you you try to get as much as you can get uh get done in one day but then you're already ready for what you're about to do the next day but yeah it's 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 oh, definitely yeah. about organization for anything in life because you got to find you time you got to find family time friend time and and and, and yep. the the weird thing that i've struggled with recently uh you know when i say recently i mean like you know in the last six months or so is you know a lot of the things that i talk about or do with the podcast are things that i enjoy in my free time now how do you find it where you aren't tarnishing anything that you enjoy you know by by kind of like overwhelming yourself or working too hard on some things where you're like there's a pressure to watch this or a pressure to play this game to talk about it or to constantly stay up to date like uh do you find yourself unplugging anytime just to kind of go all right guys i'm gonna take a little hiatus for like a day or two or you know i'm just gonna lay low um because one of the things that I would like to do is start to record some episodes and keep them in the vault and just like, all right, you know, this week I just want to take some time for myself, but I got episodes on the shelf. I'm just going to release those. And I think I would like to get to that point um, instead of always feeling like I have to do something, which I, you know, in a lot of ways I've enjoyed. It's like a hobby that keeps me active and, and keeps me focused 
even when other things in life seem to be drawing my attention and, and, and stuff like that, it's something I can go to and get lost in, get lost in that work, but it's not really work, you know, but it's also just, it revolves around the things that I enjoy in my free time. And I always worry about ever ruining those things that I enjoy because they are so intertwined with the podcast, with everything that I'm doing. Um, have you ever worried about that with gaming and everything else that you do? Uh, for me, I I'm a crazy person, <laughs> and I pretty much never I pretty much never unplug from all the stuff I'm doing. Um, I just I for me like I feel like that's the type of stuff that mm, fuels me. I got you <laughs> in a weird way. Um, like just doing all the all that work. I mean, sometimes it does get exhausting, and uh, the nature of our podcast it makes it really hard for me to record stuff like backlog episodes where I can just kind of put out something because we're our we are pretty much up right. on current events a lot, um, but we are trying something new this week because because of the way my job works, um, I I I'll get like the Labor Day weekend off, um, but the work still needs to get done somehow, and it's impossible to condense it down to four days. So we do end up working the Saturday after, which leads to a one day weekend oh. the week after. <laughs> Which is horrible, but I mean, I am paid well for it, so yeah. it does kind of work out. Um, but that makes the podcast part really difficult because um, instead of like recording on Thursday and then I have kind of like the whole weekend to get all the editing together and take my time on it, then it turns into uh, it screws up everybody's schedule. And then we can't really, it's hard to record on Thursday because I still have two more days of work, so it's makes it a little harder uh to record that day and then then i essentially only really have sunday to edit it uh edit everything and i do feel like i have a sort of like adhd undiagnosed i have been meaning to go to a doctor to get that kind of checked out because it would i i think i could do well with being yeah. able to focus and i think that's probably part of the reason why i do so many projects is um, I'll do one thing and it's like, all right, I got to move to the next thing. And then I'll go back to, so I'll, I'll do like, um, the art stuff. So uh, I don't know if, if you've seen, have you seen any of our like video clips or anything on Twitter? Yes. Yes. I posting? have seen those clips on Twitter. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so, so like the, um, that kind of background, mm. the 3d background is like, I did that oh. in blender and that's one of the projects I've been working on for the stream. So what I did there is I did like a wireframe thing and i had it loop infinitely um for the stream so it's uh like a it's a 60 second loop and it just will loop infinitely on the stream um when we're kind of setting everything up and there'll be music playing and i did that and i'm like oh this would work really well for all the podcast audio clips so i just kind of co-opted that and just kind of so it's because our first audio clips we were doing it was literally just a black background with our logo on it, and then the waveform from that I would do in uh, um, Adobe cool. After Effects, and now I have like that kind of video loop and make it a little more pleasing. So like I'll go from like doing something like that to I'll do my music project, or um, then I kind of get like. Um, tapped out from the music stuff i can't come up with anything so then maybe i'll go to like some 2d art and work on like my my uh logo or something like that and 
or I'll, I'll go and I'll start doing like a bunch of the mm. social media posts and stuff. Um, so I've been kind of like, I just switch back and forth from projects a lot. <laughs> uh, and that might be kind of one of the things that kind of keep me sane is I just, uh, instead of just having to one sit thing. there and focus on one project and, and focus on that till it's done, I do a whole bunch of different things and it kind of helps me balance mm. the different things That's that I have going on. That's a good way to approach on. it actually. You know, it kind of allows you to shift gears and, and, and not get burnt out on one particular thing because you always have something else that works with different parts of your brain that, you know, keeps you stimulated and active within creating something, but you're not, it's not all this one you know designated uh duty or responsibility you can you can work on art you can work on music you can work on this and that and you can always kind of like bounce around i think that's actually a good way to approach it because i think what happens is sometimes people get really into one thing and then they can find themselves really um burn out like writer's block you know i think people who write like there's no other way to go about writing oh, yeah. i mean you know you have to write that's your thing and and if you aren't in the mood to do yeah. that, there's not really too much else that you can do to be productive in that maybe. I mean, sure, that you can go and take a break and probably gain some inspiration or something. I'm not a writer, so I'm not sure. But, you know, I feel like that's just one of those things where, um, you know, it's I feel lucky to be doing something like this and have so much, uh, you know, control and participation in different areas amongst the podcast so that if i don't feel like sitting down at the computer doing something i can work on something else and 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 it's almost like i'm taking a break but i i still satisfy that need to be productive and uh yeah yeah that burnout thing is very it's yes. a very real thing um because i um i so I was really, really big into music, and I was doing a lot of music stuff back when I was in high school. Um, and so, I mean, I was playing instruments, I was doing, I was uh, producing nice. music. I never actually like officially released anything, but I did so much of it that I ended up like completely tapping myself. And I didn't produce a single track in for like ten years. Um, like I just, I would still open up this, my software and I would still fiddle around with it and just be like, man, I wish I could come up with a song. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, and I, part of that, what reinvigorated that for me is doing this, is the, the threat of doing the <laughs> podcast. Uh, so, cause we knew the podcast was, was, we were going to do the podcast cause I signed on for the project. I would, I want to say sometime in October nice. last year, um, and then we were like, okay, we we're thinking of like what we should do, what the format should be, what we should do with it and what we need and what we need to have done so that we can actually launch the podcast. And I said, okay, well, the thing I need to do is I need a theme song. And so that's when I, and I just, I, I had started getting really big into synthwave music. Like I've already, I've, I've loved synthwave music for a while, but like I started really getting into it last year um and i just started messing around i downloaded some sound packs and i just like started messing around i'm like i man i think i can just do like some synthwave sounds for for the podcast and i ended up composing the uh, the intro and the outro music for the podcast um basically over nice. the weekend when i started doing that and i was like man that's the first time i've done it and then i started doing more and i was i started actually putting full tracks out on soundcloud and i was just like 
wow, I've never had like this boost of like creativity. So it's almost like the the different projects I have going on fuel Ooh, each like other. That. So like um so like me doing the podcast enabled me to kind of tap that creative like that creativity mm. again for my music and then my music allows me to get into the visual stuff and then like i feel i feel like it's really feeding into each other in a way that i haven't haven't done before because back when i was doing just music it was all just music i never did anything else and i just like i got to a point where i was like i can't produce anything anymore. i, I, I tell you man i i respect that i think that's really the way to go when you approach anything dealing with uh, creativity because some of the uh, artists that I appreciate and respect the most are the ones that are multi-dimensional like they're not just a like the, for instance hip-hop they're not just a rapper they can sing a little bit their their songs don't always sound the same actors that don't just play certain roles I love it when a comedian uh, does a serious role it, it just shows like the oh yeah the, like you said, like almost by looking in other areas and other directions, can you find your way in the direction that you've been like really trying to find a way in and find some momentum again? Uh, instead of just sitting there trying to hammer yourself and force yourself to make something, take a break and work on something else. And then you will find that possibly you'll find inspiration and motivation uh, to come back and, uh, you know, reapproach this project that you were stuck on. So, I think that's a really cool way to do it and uh it's like a, a blessing and a curse <laughs> you know it, and uh, you know <laughs> yeah but yeah. um man that's awesome man it, it it i think i approach things similarly and uh you know talking to someone like you and the way that you've been able to honestly express that you know it, it's comforting sometimes when you're going about these uh, adventures, uh, you kind of feel like, am I doing this the right way? Am I doing this like I should be doing this? And I don't know if there is a right or wrong way. I don't, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like you every once in a while you need a little exactly, confirmation. Exactly, just bias. like, am I? Is anybody else feel the 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 way I feel? Anybody else doing it the way I do it? Uh, yeah, so it, <laughs> yeah. it's cool, man. I, I've been really uh, interested in, in, in this conversation, just like poking your brain about that man but i, I do want to bring up some things when uh talking about gaming uh and even a little movie little little news i guess uh and uh you know uh just yeah. to wrap up uh the, the last half an hour of the show but uh uh talking about video games and everything um how do you feel about this current generation of gaming i know that you know it's hard to balance and, and play every game that's came out or to own every system because they are pretty expensive and stuff like that but um how do you, how have you felt about the current generation, the the Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and even the I, I guess we can throw in the Wii U and the Switch, but you know, so <laughs> just want to get your take on that. So I I would I'm I'm on I'm in the camp that I feel like there there's never been a better time to be oh, a gamer wow. okay. than right now. Um, I mean, all the bad stuff aside, I mean, with loot boxes, microtransactions, layoffs, acquisitions, exclusivity, I feel like this has been the most inclusive generation we've had Definitely. for video games and the most accessible. I mean, right now you have like Xbox and Microsoft working with that um, adaptive controller, which allows for uh, people who have a lot of disabilities oh, yeah. to play games that they've never been able to experience before. And that's just a huge thing that, that they've, they've allowed uh, to happen on their platform that you still don't see anywhere else. Um, 
and then you have the, the the subscription services. I know there's this this is kind of a hot button topic. Uh, the subscription services, Game Pass, um, anything like that. I don't know if Sony said if they. I, don't, I haven't heard anything from Sony yet if they're going to do well anything similar. But I assume that something has to be coming considering the success. Yeah, and of they Game have Pass. PS now, but it's like it's it's actually streaming and it's terrible, bro. It's not yeah. good. You need to just be able to download something. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Google. Yeah, it's like the Google Stadia, what they're trying to do, um, which I've heard is not great from some real-life <laughs> tests. So we'll find out because we actually have oh, one really? ordered. Oh, man, please tell me. I can't wait to yeah, hear you guys talk about yeah. it, man. Yeah, that's, and that was kind of the point. Is like, I got to, I mean, this is going to be a big thing. This is a huge thing. So, I mean, I have to talk about mm-hmm. this when it comes out. So we made sure to get, on, get in on that so that we can... Uh, talk about it when it happens and be able to give our actual input on it and they're not um they're not super expensive we, either are they no because it's literally what you what you what you were paying for for the pre-order was you're buying the controller and then a, a chromecast gotcha. ultra um so i mean really you could just buy the controller but like the it was like the higher tier that allowed you to sign up and get like a your own username mm, before everybody cool. else type of deal um but uh, but with something like Game Pass, uh, it's it's so cheap, it's so simple to do, and it, you, it's not like the PlayStation One where it's streaming. It's like you're actually downloading the game and playing it on your Xbox, and it has so many awesome games on it. It has some that are duds. I mean, it's it's <laughs> exactly. like Netflix. There's some duds on there, um, but it's literally ten bucks a month. And so that what that amounts to is two full price games a year, and with all of their first party games going to Game Pass means that you basic you're basically paying for two if you play at least two um, like AAA games a year that are Xbox uh, exclusive or or, or first party mm-hmm. Xbox games you're you're essentially paying for wow. Game Pass right there. So, because they they've made a commitment that all first party games will be on Game Pass, that so they've they've already kind of set that precedent. So, like um, when the next Halo comes out, that's going to be on their their Game Pass, which I I believe they they haven't really announced yet, but it's really hinted that the next Halo will be a launch title for the next Xbox. Um, but they've made the commitment saying that um, all their first party games will be on Game Pass. And it does. I mean, there there are the whole there there is a a, a downside. You're not owning the games anymore. But I'm kind of to the point where like the the games we're playing now aren't like the games that we used to play. They're not on cartridges. They're not like physical things anymore. They're it's almost like the the disc is almost just kind of just the mm. placebo really anymore. It's all all the games we have are almost almost most of it end up ends yeah, up being downloaded. And there's a lot of games that you need to be signed online to play, and they can just pull those those server plug, and then you can't play it anymore. So, I it's I I'm under the 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 idea that I don't think a lot of the Xbox games I'm playing today on the Xbox One will be playable in 20 years when I turn on the Xbox right. One again. Um, I'm sure they'll be playable in some form via like streaming services and whatnot because there is a big uh, push for like video game mm-hmm. preservation and they've i mean that's really shown with like a lot of the the classic consoles like the nintendo classic and all that and 
um, even the PlayStation Now and in the 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 Wii store that they had at one point back on, on the Wii. Um, there's there is a push to preserve that old stuff and still make it playable in a modern setting. I mean, even Doom just got re-released on modern consoles. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um, it's it's. I think there there's always going to be a, a way that that's going to be there just not in its original form and you might still have to pay to play it again but um it'll still be there it's not going to disappear forever um there's a lot more care into preserving these games right. than there used now, to be i guess like what i would ask you is how would you what would you say to somebody who's kind of holding on to the uh you know i don't want to do streaming or digital you know games i just want my hard physical copy do you think that the next gen just is going to be mostly cloud gaming mostly digital and, and that's something that we should just look forward to because entertainment in general is starting to really just move in that direction you're not buying all the movies that you're watching on netflix you wouldn't have enough money or the tv shows the seasons that you binge uh and so gaming just yeah. feels like something that it's expensive, man. It's expensive to buy a new game yeah. when they come out is 60 bucks and the consoles themselves. I mean, it basically allows you to just invest more into uh, uh, like accessories and, and to services and stuff like that. But do you see any um, like what, how would, well, first, how would you pitch the idea for someone who's holding on to the old way <laughs> of gaming i guess and 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 what are some of the things that you might be worried about moving forward with that with the streaming and the cloud gaming so my i guess my first uh worry is of course like the the whole idea of like them yeah, just being able to pull the sucks. plug at any time and and uh not being able to access it because it just that's something that we've already been experiencing certain games have just gone missing forever because um they just pulled a plug on them or now now we're facing like this other issue with games um that's a more recent issue is um Ooh. music licensing is being a lot of uh, pro uh causing problems with games where there's an old game that they want to they can't sell anymore because the music license on it is expired and it's not worth it for them to renew the license for the music or maybe they do put the game back up but they change the music to something that they have the license for and it's not the same thing as what they put out um so i feel like music licensing is probably a negative in modern gaming because that's always going to lead to um whether uh, you not being able to get the game again in the future because right. of the license running out um versus like for something like the cartridges it's like you they can't change mm. what's there um as for like pitching the future of games to someone who really likes cartridges oh man <laughs> i <laughs> it's, i it's it's i don't want to be like the person to say like um it's it, just get over like, it you're yeah, being an old yeah. man about it you're like it's but like it, it's kind of is in that regard like and i i, I sympathize too. with them because i do like the the, the physical the, copy the physical yeah. copies i love having cartridges i love having dvds but also at the same time like dvd like cartridges will hold up um because it's just um silicon and 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 chips but um dvds and cds will wear out over time no matter how well you try to preserve them they will wear out and be corrupted yeah, that's true so um that's one thing to kind of worry about with those or you'll try to open it up one day and even though you have the physical copy you still won't be able to that's play it because up. like the disc is yeah um 
so it's like I, I definitely sympathize with people that want to stick with physical copies and who love having physical copies because it is nice too. Like if you have like a, a shelf that shows off what you have, um, I think that's a cool right. thing to do. But at the same time, it's just like that's not the way things are going. And I mean, it, it's going the direction of like uh, digital media, whether we like it or not. And I know there was a big, uh, uh, um, there was a there was a there's a big kind of uh what's the word I'm looking mm, for like controversy um, or something like that yeah kind of contra kind of controversy like over like that when the when the Xbox One was first oh. announced and they talked about like all the streaming online stuff only. and all the uh, they did how digital it's going to be online yeah. only and all that and um it's and that, that was like kind of a big thing that people really, there was an yeah, outlash against it. And that's when Sony kind of swooped in and uh, kind of said, oh, yeah, we're not going to be online only. We're going to do this and that. And they basically came in to save the day. And that's kind of why they're the leaders of this generation. But at the same time, like Microsoft has been making the moves anyway. I mean, they, they kind of went back on their statements back from, from that initial announcement. But they like this whole Game Pass thing and all the stuff that they've been doing has just been slowly stepping towards that whole idea of hey you'll be fine with owning or not owning these games because you don't you already don't right. care about it <laughs> <Exactly>. now. <laughs> um, so it was just like that initial shock is what kind of scared everybody away from it. But they made that slow those slow moves over time and with the Game Pass and all that, being able to buy the games off of their their store directly and not having to buy the discs and whatnot, and that's really been yeah. working out for them. And now we're looking at the next <clears throat> the next generation, and it seems like they're just going to keep going in that direction. And I know a lot of people just, they're like, oh yeah, I like Game Pass. I like this and I like what Xbox is doing. So it's just like, there's a, been a total shift in that. And um, I feel like the Xbox, especially since uh, Phil Spencer took over uh, uh, as like the, the mm-hmm. head of Xbox, um, things have been really, really progressing in a way that I like. Like they've been really open. They've been really like, really for the games and all about the games and the gamers rather than about the money they've been a lot playing a lot friendlier with uh the competition i mean they they let i mean minecraft is on the 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 uh, switch and everything and and that was like never a like that that would that wouldn't have been a thing before (laughs) because they own micro they own minecraft and also like there's um uh banjo kazooie in in smash now like but now they they kind of kind of walked that back recently and said okay now we're not doing any more of that type of stuff but i kind of hope they kind of still kind of go that direction because i i i like it when everybody kind of works together because in the end it's just like we're we're all just we want to play games exactly um whoever makes it easiest is gonna be like the best as far as i'm concerned and so far for me that's really been the xbox um and I'm I'm just a really big advocate for the Game Pass because I, it's allowed me to play a lot of games I never would have bought and Dang, otherwise. And you've got me like because I have a PS4, but I bought an Xbox One when it launched, and uh, over time the exclusives killed me, and so um, I got rid of it at one point. And then when I jumped back into it, it was uh, my friends had PlayStation, so I'm like, all right, I want to play with my friends, so I jumped on there. But I, I totally agree with you, man. I, my take on it real quick is that 
Xbox kind of took a L this generation, but that's okay because now they have been able to experiment and try out uh, ideas for the future. So I really have a really gut, a good gut feeling that they're gonna knock it out of the park in the next gen. Like, it, oh yeah. Well, and they've bought like how many studios over ton, the last few bro. years? Like they're gonna they're gonna have a big like, and I feel like. Um, so now, now um, Sony's starting yep. to buy studios up too. So like we're gonna be we're gonna be right back into like the depths of another exclusivity battle and next generation. Which you know, to me, I mean, I'm all for that. I I think like more competition is better. I I'm gonna be a person that owns every single console right. anyway. Um, but as far as like like a, a home like main console like like the xbox is always going to be that for me i've always just been an xbox person ever since the first one um but i mean i i will always have a playstation just because like there are the exclusives and i don't like to i don't like to argue xbox versus playstation because of the exclusives uh i just like because the the exclusives are what they are and i i think i would be fine if they weren't exclusives it is what it is it's it's whatever's yeah it's whatever they feel is best for their company and they can do whatever they want with with that um but w- when you get to like a, a console and it, that seems to be the main argument it's like well there's a lot of exclusives there's more exclusives on the playstation than the xbox i'm like yeah but like i like the controller better on the xbox i like the <laughs> interface better i i like it, it's just I, I i've always been a, a fond or, or fond of the xbox uh, I've been a big Halo fan, so I mean I can't deny yeah. that. <laughs> um, I mean, not not trying to say that it's an exclusive thing. It's just like that's just that's the only place you can ever yeah. have a Halo, and that was one of the big games that got me like really big into like first person shooters was was Halo. So um, that there is kind of a loyalty towards that, even though like I've I didn't buy an Xbox or I didn't buy a 360 until Halo 3 came out. And I didn't buy an Xbox One until Halo 4 well, came it's, out. Well, and it's so. just like to each their own. And I think that, you know, moving forward, uh, my argument for people who like physical copies is just like, you know, in your hand, on your smartphone, you can carry all of these movies, all of these shows, and now all these games. And that's kind of the big thing about the Switch is that I hope the Switch kind of takes on more of like a cloud gaming vibe uh, moving f- forward. And and just that, you know, if you if you think about it in the long run, this is all for fun and entertainment. I mean, it's, it's something that we enjoy and we, uh, you know, have uh, partaked in for years since we were younger. But the fact yeah. that you could just buy a console, spend ten bucks a month, and get all the games that you want, and and all that extra money that you would be spending to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to games, you can actually put towards other things in your life. And I think that's actually a good oh, yeah. a good move on everybody. Because do you want to go on a vacation and go? Oh, got to pack my you know nine seasons of the office with me well no you have it on you have it on netflix <laughs> but you're also you also brought up a point about microsoft and sony buying up companies you're seeing that right now with streaming with uh with um, movies and and tv shows oh, being yeah. bought up like hbo's like hey we want the our friends back hey we want uh, nbc's like hey we need the office back so i think you're seeing these companies seeing the future like five years ahead and going we need to have, uh, you know, selling points. Like you want to get on this service or this console because we have A, B, and C. So 
it's like it's not really exclusive, but it is. And uh, that's where I think the bubble might burst oh, yeah. is that there'll be too much. And, and, and you know, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll pay 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there, 10 bucks there. It will add up real quick. So it's it already kind of does. Yeah, we're... <laughs> We're uh, we're reaching an in- infinity <laughs> crisis of uh, of streaming services. That's kind of and it's funny because like it, it, that's kind of what everybody said they exactly. wanted back when like because because uh, people kind of got tired of cable TV. It's like well why can't I just pay for the stuff that I want? And but then Netflix happened and everybody fell in love with Netflix and now like in in like years too late almost like these other services like hey we yeah we they're making money let's go in and <laughs> grab some of that and, yeah so like after net and netflix kind of saw that happening and they they're already thinking ahead they got into their own yeah. their own stuff they started doing their own shows and their own movies and uh their own productions and they started doing that like almost well like well before these other services started trying to put the strangle to netflix because netflix had like everything at one point basically i mean but now these other well we're not going to renew our deal with netflix because we want to take it put it on our own service that and hope that people buy our service which was never Mm -hmm. working and (laughs) i mean like there's like nbc has one abc has one you have hulu you have netflix disney plus is about um, to happen hbo yeah, Disney Plus is about to happen, which is like probably the next one that I'm gonna actually pay for because it is Disney. They have a lot of stuff to offer in that, um, and I guess they are gonna offer a tier that um, you get Ooh. ESPN and uh, Hulu okay. with it. I think that's like th- between thirteen and the fifteen bucks a month, maybe Netflix twenty. I'm not subscription, sure. Subscription, you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, and I know people. I know a lot of people are saying I'm gonna cancel my Netflix, and I'm like, why would you do that? You can't. <laughs> Don't get rid of Netflix because that's gonna be worse for every, like you. Because if you get rid of Netflix, you're gonna lose like a lot of content out there. Uh, a lot of people are gonna start going to this. Well, I can't afford. Why can't we just have these? like a bundle of these services together and then we're going to get right back exactly. into cable it all, TV it'll again. all cycle back <laughs> so, on itself and and you can't have that like i mean i was yeah. starting to watch uh mind hunter on uh on netflix tonight just season one episode one um and i've heard of oh, dude, I've heard nothing but good things so i was like you know i'm gonna eat dinner i'm gonna just i'm gonna put the first episode on and i and i it was such dude, a it, the show. opening <laughs> just showed me i was like I love what Disney Plus is bringing, but they'll never have anything like this on there. So there's no reason for me to like panic and, and nerd out, which I love all the Marvel stuff. I love all the Star Wars stuff. But <laughs> but that's the thing that Netflix will find yeah. itself doing is being that counter to the Disney. And and the, and you saw with Invader Zim and, and Rocco's Modern Life, they're going to find other properties out there and go, hey, yeah. we want to pay you to revamp and bring it back. Like He-Man, uh, Kevin Smith, he's doing that for Netflix. I mean, you're going to find yeah. a, a lot of these like anime is thriving on uh, Netflix. So oh yeah, it's huge, huge yeah, on there. So right I mean, now. it's cool that Disney Plus is affordable and they're going to offer a lot. But I don't think it's ever going to get to a point where it's like all I need is Disney Plus because you're going to miss out on some of these serious, uh, you know, a, I, I yeah. would say a lot more mature uh, content out there and entertainment, which. Um, even though some of the stuff like the, the uh, Mandalorian or whatever, I think that 
had a more yeah mature tone yeah yeah darker. i see somebody yeah get, yeah it's good it gets a little crazy uh i wanted to bring this up though and i know you didn't watch the trailer but before we recorded today the joker trailer came out and that's that's a dc darker vibe um and you told me that you you didn't watch the trailer but you kind of wanted to go into it pure and i respect that and i wanted to get your take on that like how have you been able to avoid <laughs> hype you know versus expectations with all the things that you enjoy whether it's gaming movies television uh what may have you always been that way where you don't want to watch the trailers or, or kind of go into it blind or well so i mean i it used to be a point where i used to be all for trailers but it got to a certain point years ago where it just feels like you watch a trailer and they take like the best five <laughs> moments of the movie yep. and they put it in the trailer and it's like why did i watch there's the movie. you just showed me the movie now i don't need to watch the trailer or i don't right. need to go watch it anymore and i feel like a lot of trailers are just spoilers anymore and i it, it, i'll watch like the teaser to get the idea of it i'll watch some trailers here and there but like if it's something where i kind of get the idea of it and i and i know what it's going to be about or i know what the movie's going to be and i know like like it, it there, there are certain things that i try to avoid for sure um but sometimes like i'll find myself even avoiding like looking for looking at like imdb for yeah. who's playing what character even um because even that will spoil stuff sometimes where you'll look at a character name and it's not revealed who they are like they might be a character at the beginning of the movie but turns out they're like the bad guys so like it'll, it'll show you who they are at the beginning of the movie and who they are at the end of the movie in in their yeah. um list so it's just like that well it's like well that's spoiled for me um so i've always been kind of like in that purest way where i love going into movies not knowing anything um what they're about all and just only knowing that it's a, something that people recommend <laughs> um like I, uh, I probably the best example of this was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. When that movie came out, I didn't, I hadn't, it flew completely under the radar for me. I hadn't seen a single trailer for it. All I knew is like people talked about how good it was after seeing it. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go see this movie. And we, I also happened to be <laughs> drinking that night. <laughs> and we had a few margaritas before we went into the movie. Neither of us had seen anything about the movie. We just knew that, like, this is a movie you have to see. So we went in and we saw the movie and we were just drunk while watching it. And that, that almost, like, that enhanced the experience, <laughs> like, tenfold even. But, like, just, like, experiencing everything for the first time in that having never seen a trailer for the movie beforehand like it was like so phenomenal to be in like that and so that that's why i really respect um certain like film uh uh, uh directors like christopher nolan um do you, you like his, his last movie dunkirk um yes have man. you seen that at all <laughs> yeah so dunkirk you didn't know anything about what this movie like you knew it was about dunkirk like that's it like you knew like that was a battle in world war ii but every every trailer leading up to this movie it was just it was just building tension because it had that 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 clock ticking in the background and 
the sound of like bombers approaching and and just like the music getting intense but never actually showing Ooh, anything that's, that's such a good um, idea that i wish that more uh, not just directors and movies but shows and games would do is just like hey yeah. if you're gonna release like a minute two minute trailer just go ahead and film some extra yeah. you know takes or clips or scenes that are just the trailer they kind of give you a general sense of what this movie is going to be without yeah. giving you anything that's actually in the movie you know yeah exactly and they did that really well with that another one that was really good for that was the revenant like mm. that was a total like you didn't know what was going on with that until like you saw the movie um but yeah christopher nolan is like he's for me i'll always be a huge christopher nolan fan just because he has a certain dedication to what he does and he has a certain pull within um the movie industry where well, while everybody else was doing 3d movies he said no and they just let him do what he wanted to do because he's a guy that has a vision and he won't right. deviate from that um and so he always i felt like he always did the trailers right he never really spoiled anything with what he did um, I mean, you look at movies like all the Batman movies, like he did a fantastic job on that. Yes. Inception is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, the, the only visuals I remember from trailers from that is just like worlds twisting upside down and crazy stuff happening. But you didn't know what the movie was about. You didn't know what the storyline was. You like nothing was spoiled for you by right. watching the and, trailer. And you know what it. else I like is like Marvel, for instance, lately has been putting things in the trailer to mislead people because they know that people analyze and try to figure out these movies. So they yes. they go, oh, there's Hulk. But then when you watch a movie, you're like, wait, Hulk wasn't even what? And you get thrown off. Yeah. So do you, <laughs> <laughs> so this, do, okay, maybe you remember this then. Um, the first um, trailer for... Infinity um, War? Not in... Not Infinity War, but uh, hmm. um, yeah, maybe it was Infinity. Yeah, it was Infinity War because end last game. one was um, not, yeah, Endgame. Yeah, so I kept thinking, <laughs> like, yeah. So Infinity War, there's a trailer that clearly showed Loki popping out of oh, a portal. Yeah, and then that never happened in the movie. Yeah, that, that Infinity War trailer showed so many different things that just never happened, and it. So I was like, yeah. So like they they obviously they they killed Loki off, <laughs> and I'm like, well, he's got to come back because they showed him popping out of a did. portal, <laughs> and he never did. Not even in not even in an end game. <laughs> so that totally, I was like, but okay. that's like a way to kind of give you like, here's what's gonna happen, or at least is it? You know, when it kind of gives you that curveball experience. Like I don't know if you've heard about the. Uh, the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer stuff they released over the weekend. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil uh, anything for you, but there were certain things that were shown in that. And if you guys are listening and you haven't seen it, go check it out if you'd like. Uh, but it showed a couple things where I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, oh, these are obviously curveballs. These are just there to get you to yeah. focus on that when really what's going to happen is going to catch you off guard because they know like that most people, the experience is uh better when it is 
pure and when you go into it blind but it's so hard yeah. to do that these days because even if you were to just get on twitter and you scroll through you're gonna maybe bump into you know a trailer or a, or a oh picture gosh, or something yeah. so they kind of have to find a way to okay well this redirect everybody's attention over here so that when they actually sit down in the theater they're going to be expecting one thing and they'll get something completely different and that but that's the only way to really get people yeah. to go hey here's here's a trailer to hype you up but it's not what you expect so i yeah. like that yeah this uh this last this last season of uh game of thrones like that was such a phenomenon that like i had to make sure i watched that the day it came out otherwise i had to avoid the internet <laughs> right? completely because everybody wanted to talk yeah. about it so it, there's a pressure like you know you don't i hate spoilers because it just takes the excitement and the um i don't know the experience away yeah you don't get to experience exactly. it for the first time anymore because someone felt like they should tell you what happened first and, and to me like I, I i don't understand the whole idea like i know like there's a lot of people that like don't care about spoilers and i was just like how though like how because they're like well i don't enjoy it any less i'm like but i do i enjoy it less because like i didn't get to experience i like my first experience with it was yeah you because telling when me. i'm sitting down <laughs> in a theater watching a movie or wh whatever medium i'm watching this story play out and i'm in my head trying to actively figure it out like oh i wonder what's gonna happen here is that dude going so if, oh, if yeah. i have totally. an idea either from trailers or from seeing somebody spoil it i kind of can start to piece the the you know the the puzzle together and i and i'm kind of like okay yeah. well they're not dead because i saw this part in the trailer they haven't gone to this setting yet so yeah they're coming back so you kind of yeah yeah you you kind of you play the movie in your mind and i'm like that's not how it, it was intended to be uh you know taken in so i i try my best to like okay i'll watch maybe a teaser you know maybe a trailer depending on what it is and then just to, especially yeah. if it's a concept that i'm a little cautious about at least go okay this looks good that's all i needed uh uh you'll see me in october like for <laughs> the joker trailer like i watched it today but i'm like that's all i want now yeah. i don't want to know anything else see anything else but that's hard even like with tv like sports right when, and when football season starts up they're gonna have uh especially espn since they're all with marvel and star wars they're gonna be like hey and remember to go get your tickets yeah. <laughs> trailers it's like, no, yeah. no, i don't want to see this i just wanted to watch a football game hold up yeah you know, I think I got the whole like not liking spoilers thing from my dad because he uh, he'll he'll record football games and he won't let anybody talk <laughs> even talk about it. And he's like, I haven't watched the game yet. Don't tell me anything. Oh my gosh, and those are so, <laughs> so hard to avoid. All of these are. Oh yeah, because everybody starts, especially when it gets to like later in the season, and everybody's yep. excited about what's happening. And but yeah, I just I I I'm one of those people where I don't like um a lot of people can enjoy playing a game a second time through or watching a movie a second time through and i very rarely do i enjoy it as much the yeah. second time through there's a few exceptions here like for me mad max fury road is the perfect movie i could watch that thing a hundred times in a road row and still be like entertained by that movie because it's just so good um but like a lot of things were like games like if i'm playing a game again like i it's it's nearly impossible for me to get through it after yeah. beating it one time but like even if i'm if there's different endings it's like i still got to experience all the same stuff and it's just like i know what happens it's not as exciting anymore because i know what's happening i know what's going on and so it's like i just want to <laughs> skip around and get to the parts that, that i 
I didn't experience, but it's like it it becomes a slog. So I just that's why that's kind of where I come from with not liking spoilers. Like I've been thinking about that because I've been playing a game like I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm about to take on Witcher Three again because I never completed that. But it's those kind of games where yeah, I want to experience it. But if I spend sixty dollars on day one, I know the moment I'm done with this game, I'll, I'll probably never touch it again because there's really not a reason to do that. And with that being said, that's why a lot of people find like multiplayer games and those kind of experiences to be something worth purchasing more you know on day one uh other than like something like a story game but like if i could spend 10 bucks and just play a game or watch a movie one time like like you said there's certain ones that i want to rewatch, and those are some that i just want to have in my personal collection because i'm not a collector but it's like I would avoid and miss out on so many great stories and experiences if I had to buy every single thing that everybody was like, hey, did you watch the season of this? Nope. Well, you need to go buy it. It's like, ah, man, I, don't, I can't. Oh, yeah. And there's there's so much it's impossible to keep up anymore. Like it I is. can't keep up with all this. Like there's, there's so many movies and TV shows and games that I haven't played yet because I just don't have the time yeah, to get to all of it. It's too much out there. I mean, you can never say that you're bored. I mean, I... I I just um, I know that it almost becomes overwhelming like we get so much uh, stuff every day there's something new like you get on Twitter it's like hey a new trailer for this this was announced and it's just like wow so sometimes you can go through these like dry spells these droughts where it feels like there's not much going on but there is there there's already stuff out there you just need to go back and enjoy it but um yeah man I mean we've gone on for over about an hour and a half here so um I would, I would love to continue this conversation another time, man. But uh, I would, uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll man. This, this has been a blast, man. Um, well, before we uh, we uh, wrap things up, I wanted to give you this opportunity to uh, plug your podcast and everything that you do, and just tell the listeners, uh, you know, where to find you and what to expect. So, if you want to go ahead and do that, go ahead, man. All right, yeah. So um, I am. Of- course from lit gaming arena so we have our website litgamingarena.com and that will take you to all the stuff that you need to know about the podcast essentially uh, we have we'll post articles about the episodes which i've actually fallen behind on on my end because um the 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 website's there to be mm. a website basically um but it's uh it 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 serves a purpose to where it can show people where to go but once you get to that, like most of the time people are already um, like everybody right, uses right. an app for podcasts, really. So like it'll it'll give you all the links you need in order to get go to where you need to go. Like so we're listed on Anchor and then you can go find uh, um, like we're on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. We're like we're, we're even on hey. iHeartRadio. <laughs> I mean, we uh recently we did i did list ourselves on podbean somewhat recently too i didn't realize that was a thing i had to manually do (laughs) myself um so we are on there but yeah we're pretty much on all the platforms that are important for that (laughs) um but yeah so like it's so we're, we're all those we're at all those places you can find all that and i mean we have a discord uh, which is at chat.litgamingarena.com, which is um, just a link we use that it seems better. It, it It's easier to say than saying a, a, a Discord <laughs> yeah, invite like a link. a bunch of random so, letters and numbers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's it's easier to remember. I mean, there is a way to get a link on Discord, but you have to mm. be like partnered with them, which is difficult to do. And 
Uh, so we haven't really looked into that that much. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, we I mean we have like Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. We're all on those. Um, we're all you can just search for Lit Gaming Arena and all those. Except for Facebook, we are it's like Lit Gaming Arena Co because there's some weird stuff going mm. on at Facebook. Um, but uh, even then, like you can search for us on Google. You can find all pretty much everything on Google. I mean, if you search for Lit Gaming Arena, you're gonna find all of our stuff there because we've. I mean, it's a pretty unique name. We've pre- we've covered the uh, the SEO in that department. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, you search for like gaming arena, you're gonna find a lot. Of, you're, you'll even find our uh, spinoff podcast too that I don't talk about because we haven't really posted anything on it li- lately. So um, it's kind of just there for when I need to use it again. <laughs> and how how often do you guys <laughs> um, post uh, your regular episode? Is it once a week? And is it on a certain day? Yeah. So yeah. So our our podcast is weekly. Um, I try to do it, have it posted by Sunday, but sometimes that doesn't work out. So sometimes I'll end up going up on a Monday mm. instead. Um, but Sunday is the day I really shoot for. But sometimes just stuff happens. I'm not able to get it out on Sunday. And even when I do, it ends up being like just after midnight. So it ends up being Monday <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> um, there was a point where I was posting it on. Saturdays, but I felt like that that was too rushed to get it out and get it posted yeah. up by a Saturday. So Sunday seems to be a better day. Plus, it just kind of gives you that time to where like your app can download it overnight, so you can have it on Monday on your drive into work or your bus or train or whatever you mode of transportation you use. And then you just get to listen to our super high Mountain Dew <laughs> game fuel uh, powered energy that we have on our podcast <laughs> man it's definitely entertaining um, dude and i've gotten but, so used yeah. to you popping that top at the beginning so continue to do that man <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we love that intro that's all that's all marcus right there he just he just did that once and i'm like okay yeah you're that's going to be the permanent intro to the podcast now so yeah we have all the echo effects and we just started yeah it's it's a good time but um yeah so that's for other than the podcast i mean if you if you want to just talk to me personally i mean i'm at um hooked on montana on twitter um i also so i post there a lot and then if you want to follow the music stuff that i'm kind of getting into uh uh you can just go uh, find me on twitter uh at jefferson rift um and i will have a website sometime soon i have like the whole domain and everything jeffersonrift.com but i haven't like built a website yet that's kind of on the back burner because um websites are just there to be websites <laughs> and everything happens on social yeah, media they're kind of just landing so, pages yeah. uh for people yeah they really are um it's like it's you have it's like you have to have one eventually just to a to save True. your like name because like you don't want someone buying the domain name for something you own and then kind of maybe doing something that you don't yeah. like and maybe might look bad on your you so it's it's almost like a space no, saver <laughs> to to have the the domain so and that was funny because i was i was i was coming up with the name and i was i was looking on social media for all these other different uh this the names i'm like i came up with jefferson rift and i was just like oh i i, I searched for like the, the usernames on twitter and instagram and facebook and they were all open and then when I went to go sign up for the email, jeffersonrift at gmail.com, what? it was taken. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is so weird. Like, how do you sign up for a name like that? And and you're and it's it's and you're not 
on it on your you only that's use it on weird. Gmail. So I was like, okay, well, so I just went and I <laughs> that's when I went and I bought jeffersonrift.com and man. and so so I made my email it's um I I don't have an actual like email for for it yet like an official one because you have to like if you're using G Suite, you have to pay for each email you have. So like right now I just kind of have like a private one I'm using for all like the stuff the the social media stuff and eventually I'll open up like a public one but like it's so now I can have like whatever I want at jeffersonrift.com nice. so <laughs> that kind of works Dude, out pretty good. this has been an awesome conversation and everything that you just mentioned I will make sure to have in the uh, show notes or in the description below so definitely guys please go check out Lit Gaming Arena and Justin man come back on the podcast dude this was an awesome conversation dude and I feel like we have so much yeah anytime ooh, we have I'd love so much to. territory that we could cover man this was just like the tip of the iceberg so man I hope you have a good rest of your week oh, yeah. dude thank I'm- you so much yeah, thanks for having me. I really like this, uh, and I look forward to the Heck next time yeah. I'm on. Just uh, hit me up whenever you, you <laughs> need right, someone man, on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wonder Soul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search Wander Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wander Soul hopes you have yourself a good day. Hello? Is anybody here? Uh, hold on, hold on, I'm coming. Oh, I, I see you liked my bell over there. Yeah, it's a nice bell. Um, do you have any games or something that we could play just to pass the time? I think I've got exactly what you're looking for. Missing Roleplayer Found brings you another odd adventure in Odd Doggies, where characters from our SAO campaign and a special guest from Lit Gaming Arena play a Dungeons and Doggies module in 5th edition. Join us every Sunday for the next part in this awesome adventure, up until we go back to Sword Art Online Odd this September. <laughs>